0: What is up everyone welcome to another edition of drive for show dfs for Doe here on roto grinders if you are used to watching the nba crunch time at this hour uh well we interrupt your regularly scheduled programming today to bring you some golf because there is no basketball today so all the nba teams played last night all quiet on the hardwood tonight i know there's a lot of hockey games going on later but uh yeah cleared the schedule for some golf talk get this out of the way a little earlier let uh, our producer Devin have uh, you know uh, at least a reasonable time uh, getting out of the office and in uh, you know back uh, doing things at home tonight so happy to shift the schedule around a little bit and we've got a pretty fun golf tournament to talk about this week as well so this is Drive for show DFS for doe here on Roto grinders. I am Justin van Zuden, a.k.a. STL Cardinals 84. I've got my usual co-host Derek notorious Farnsworth alongside me Noto uh, How's your week and what's going on?
1: Yeah, not much. You know, I usually look forward to the days off, uh, and they get here, and then I'm extremely bored. So uh, I already miss an NBA DFS. I'll feel the same way once we get to the uh, off season of the PJ Tour. But otherwise, uh, doing all right. You know, somebody uh, forged some checks out of my bank account over the weekend. My basement's currently flooding. Uh, lost in DFS. Didn't bet Russell Henley, even though the model told me to. So could be better for sure.
0: Other than that, everything's going well.
1: Yeah, everything else is pretty good.
0: <laughs> so the the checks out of the bank account thing is a little concerning. Hopefully you got that handled and protected and it
1: was good to a go. Stressful weekend, but uh, yeah, they got it figured out last night, so uh, we're good. It's
0: never never a good thing. Well, hopefully that uh, clears up and uh, everything goes back to normal for you soon. And uh, we'll see if we can get some winners this week. Uh, last week it was a relative breeze for Russell Henley there at uh, the Mayakoba. I mean, it was just Russell Henley's show from the first round on. Uh, he just pretty much, you know, had his way throughout the week and a pretty impressive performance from him for sure. So um, wasn't my best week either, and it is what it is. But uh, had some good performances. A guy like Will Gordon, uh, who we talked about last week, did pretty well. So what were some of your takeaways from that event last week?
1: Yeah, not a lot of drama there on the weekend. I was hoping, you know, Will Gordon or Sheamus or one of those guys would, uh, you know, make a push and make it at least interesting on Sunday, but uh, no, to no avail. But yeah, Henley, I mean, we've been uh, targeting this guy for years. He's kind of a lot like Keegan Bradley in that he finds a hot putter one week and you kind of expect him to be there. So good with his irons, uh, very accurate off the tee, so uh, no surprise to see him play well at a shorter course like that where you uh, need to keep it in the fairway. But other than that, I mean, Brian Harmon, second place, can't complain about that. Um, I'm sure I'll be chasing that finish for the next couple months. And, yeah, the, no other major takeaways. I mean, Joel Damon always seems to play well there. Matt McNeely. It seems like a course history, really, uh, the course history truthers uh, ended up playing pretty well.
0: Yeah, and we saw some guys make a little run. Joel Damon, Brian Harmon had good Sundays. Uh, Scheffler had a really good Sunday, but uh, uh, Scheffler-Henley was just too far out in front. Uh, He basically could play defensive there on Sunday and at 23 under par with only a one under round on Sunday. Pretty incredible uh, how well he played over the first three days. Certainly deserved a win. Uh, Again, we saw some pretty good rounds on Sunday. Sam Ryder, six under to get into the top ten. Um, Aaron wise seven under to get to uh, T15 Ryan armor seven under as well uh, so there were a lot of guys that made a little push there of course played pretty easy the elements weren't too much of a problem uh, and you know it was birdies the name of the game pretty much needed six out of six uh, in your lineups in order to get near the top of the GPPs a few guys uh, surprising kind of missed cuts uh, Tony Finau missed the cut on the number uh, Aaron Rye missed by a couple of shots. Uh, Ryan Palmer, who we talked about last week, naturally rode right along the cut line. He missed by a couple of shots. Uh, let's see. Hoagie. Uh, of... What's that?
1: Tom Hoagie.
0: Yeah, Tom Hoagie. Uh, where did he end up? He was right on the cut line as well. Uh, Svensson, another guy that we talked about. So lots of guys kind of teetering the cut line there that uh, could have swayed lineups one way or the other. Uh, depending on on how much exposure you had but uh yeah that's pretty much it anything else for you from last week
1: not really uh the course is pretty cool i just uh nobody ends up going to the event there's not a lot of fans there we don't a shot tracker it's kind of a downtime of year uh yeah i don't know i like the course but uh everything else around it, it's kind of uh subpar
0: yeah not my favorite either Uh, just another one of those events you get through and move on and uh, we uh, only have two events left in the fall swing the good news is we should have shot tracker back this week Uh, we also have a little bit more tv coverage this week so that's good we've been uh, i've been at least railing on that for the last couple of weeks and only two more weeks to go in the fall swing so we've got this tournament this week we've got the rsm classic next week and then we've got the fall break Uh, though i think they were at least i heard rumblings of another kind of match uh set up over the holiday break um with tiger potentially being involved and so it's a uh, tiger and rory against spieth and justin thomas in december so you know noto that should probably headline will make your christmas right there
1: yeah we gotta do a three-hour show breaking down this 12-hole event uh can't wait for it anytime you see tiger on the golf course it's gonna be fun um and he'll obviously be in a cart so don't have to worry about him and uh, the leg too much in that one. But, yeah, it should be fun. We'll see if uh, they can put up more of a fight than the international team did at the President's
0: Cup. <laughs> That's a low bar. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. That's uh, So that'll happen in December. They have a little exhibition event uh, that uh, the Tiger usually hosts, uh, the Hero World Challenge in December. But nothing of significance. Uh, from a dfs perspective uh, until we get to the tournament of champions starting things up in january so uh, we'll try to make this week count we'll try to make next week count and we should have fairly strong fields for these two events uh, to to close out the fall swing pretty decent field this week at the houston open which has changed sponsors about seven times in the last seven years Uh, cadence bank is the uh, sponsor now they've decided to go with a Uh, bank instead of a a tech company for a sponsor so i think it's the third straight year we've had a different sponsor of the event Uh, but we do have the same course hosting for the third time so if you remember back way back you know before covid uh, this was a tournament that was generally held right before the masters and so they tried to give it an augusta like setup Uh, then when they moved it to the new course three years ago it got moved to the fall swing Uh, and so now we have uh, the same course hosting for the third time Memorial Park. So, uh, why don't you tell the people what we've got for a course setup in store this week?
1: Yeah, it's a par 70, a 7,400 yards. So, pretty long course, at least long compared to what we've seen in the last few weeks. Uh, there are three par fives on the course and five par threes. There's also a drivable par four. The golfers will be able to take advantage of. But uh, yeah, despite, you know, four reachable holes, um, it's going to play really tough. It's been in the top 10 and difficulty each of the two years that they've played here. And I mean, on paper, it sets up so well for guys that are long off the tee, but we just haven't seen that in the numbers the last two seasons. So we've seen a lot of short hitters at the top of the leaderboard, and we've also seen I went back and looked at the strokes gained of the top 10 finishers here in the last two years and very little, very few strokes were gained off the tee. Most of them were on approach. Most of them were putting. So I don't know what to do with that. Uh, I don't think you can necessarily negate the Bombers. I mean, it's still a good setup for them, but I don't think you need to be long off the tee. Uh, fairways are tough to hit. Greens are tough to hit. Scrambling is really tough here. I think it's because there's not a lot of bunkers. There's only 19 on the entire course, and they kind of did this on purpose. So amateur golfers, this is a municipal course. So amateur golfers much better out of the, the rough than the, than the bunkers, and pros are much better out of the bunkers than the rough. So uh, they kind of made it um, best of both worlds. So it's going to play a little bit tougher for the pros. And, yeah, just looking at solid all around, guys, I think is probably your best bet on a difficult course like this one.
0: Yeah, totally makes sense. Uh, you want guys that are going to stay out of trouble, good T to green players, uh, not necessarily looking for the guys that can make a ton of birdies. Uh, the last two years, this has played as the most challenging event during the fall swing, and with the rough allowed to grow up pretty good, um, I think this will provide another stern test. I think it rated in the top five most difficult courses in the non-majors you know, throughout the whole year, and the most difficult on the fall swing. So uh anything else i think uh you mentioned it uh, three par fives five par threes so if you want to go for par three scoring a little bit that makes sense uh but otherwise leaning on the ball strikers guys in good current form and if you're going on course history remember we only have two previous years data back uh for uh, for this event so uh ready to dig in or anything else
1: yeah shout out to greg in the chat uh yeah used to be the show houston open this used to be the event right before the uh masters um i think russell henley won here and that was his last win was actually this event then he got into the masters and he was like 6700 um and he crushed but anyway that was like six years ago so we don't need to go back too far but um yeah let's uh let's get into the field
0: all right so we've got scotty scheffler headlining the field this week and he finally has looked a little bit better his last couple of events solid week last week Uh, has kind of uh, limited his, you know, blow-up rounds that he had. We saw quite a bit over the summer, later part of the summer anyway, after his hot streak kind of ended. So we've got Scheffler, we've got Burns, Finau, Matsuyama, Russell Henley, uh, headlining the 10K-plus group on DraftKings this week. Uh, And, you know, the, the bottom of this field is a little bit better than what we've seen with some of these other events. So you can probably start your lineup with somebody from the top. Are you looking to do that? And if so, who are you looking at?
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to do uh, at least one guy up here. Um, and I think my favorite is going to be Scheffler. So you got Bermuda Greens, check. In Texas, check. Coming in a good form. Um, he's obviously the most talented golfer in the field. We don't have any shot link data from last week, but he talked about feeling a lot more comfortable on the greens, which uh, for him that's kind of been what's been holding him back has been the putter. And uh, we look at it as just you know, putts. Around round and they were under 30 all four rounds last week so hopefully that's uh, a little telling Um and hopefully he can get the putter going because yeah he raked out as the easily the best guy in my model he has a 99.2 rating out of 100 I rarely see anybody that high and then the next closest is Finau at 90.4 so pretty big gap there and I think uh I'll definitely be playing him in my main lineup.
0: I'm surprised he grades out that much better given the you know it's not like this is a, a horrible field underneath him i mean it's not the greatest you'll see but uh, we've at least got some reasonable competition there at the top but that 99.2 that's a big yeah. number
1: so uh yeah look at so the stats he's number 1 um course history he's like number 4 something like that and then I looked at four different comps, or three different comps, sorry. I looked at uh, Strokes gained on Bermuda, Strokes gained on courses over 7,400 yards, and Strokes gained on difficult courses, and he's top one or two in every single one of those categories as well. So kind of checks all the boxes for me this week.
0: All right. Uh, I agree. I think just, uh, you know, given the fact that um, he's coming off at least a little bit better run of form, uh, than what we saw later later on in the summer. Um, I, I'm more inclined to go back to that well. Course suits his game nicely. Um, I, I'm with you on Scheffler at the top. Uh, and I don't think you need to prioritize any of the other guys in here uh, above 10K. I'm always okay with Finau, particularly if he's that much lower owned than Burns. The Burns ownership kind of surprises me a bit. You know, this is a guy who, kind of like Scheffler, has been... A little more up and down recently, um, but 34th at the Sanderson Farms, 14th at the CJ Cup, so he's been coming back to life a little bit too. And you do get him at a little bit of a discount uh, from Scheffler, but we've got those two guys combined at close to 60% ownership, uh, so you're going to get a little lower ownership on some of the other guys in this range. Finau would certainly be my favorite. Uh, Henley, I'm uh, probably off of Henley here. I mean, coming off the win and, and just at 10K, it's a bit steep. I think I'd rather go to Aaron Wise at 9900, who is not going to fly under the radar himself, Uh, but he's just uh, been playing really, really solid golf lately, Uh, very consistent, and I think is probably my first choice in the 9Ks. Really interesting to see what people do with Taylor Montgomery, uh, who's just cranking out top 12s every single week um, and just power off the tee, really good putter. Uh, We'll see what the, the tougher field, and the tougher course, um, brings them because his approach numbers haven't been fantastic, but I think this is maybe the week I shy away from Montgomery a little bit. That worries me, but, uh, I think that's probably my approach this week. And then you've got guys like Jason day all the way back up into the nine Ks Maverick McNeely in there as well. Uh, and then we've got the Gala McCarthy, Grillo Damon rounding out the nine Ks. So what are your thoughts on this range?
1: Yeah, so back in the 10K, k just want to make one note. Um, I'm kind of hedging my Scheffler exposure in DFS. I've ended up betting Burns outright. You know, a couple seventh-place finishes here. You mentioned the form's kind of been coming around. So I do like Burns a little bit. Everyone else in the 10Ks, I'm okay without. I do like Wise quite a bit. You know, he's a good ball striker. He's an improving putter. He's got some good course history here as well. So uh, he seems like one of the safer options up there. And then, uh, yeah, Jason Day. I think it's Jason Day week. So, uh, you, know, you know, it doesn't take much for me to get on. He's
0: 9,500.
1: Yeah, he's underpriced. I mean, come on. He <laughs> should be the most expensive guy in the field. So he gained 9.8 strokes ball striking at the uh, Shriners. He gained 5.8 the next week at the CJ Cup. And then last week, we don't have any, you know, shotling data, but he was one of the best in terms of the old school ball striking numbers, you know, total driving and greens and regulation. So the ball striking's there. We know he's always had a good short game. He does have a pretty high finish at this event. I don't know. Uh, I just feel it. You know, last week I felt uh, Billy Horschel win, and obviously that uh, did not come to fruition. So, um, I don't know. I I like Dave quite a bit. Montgomery, yeah, it does feel like eventually he's going to have a bad week, but is this just Seamus Power for us again? Mm
0: -hmm. No, it's going to happen. I think he misses the cut this week. I just, he's played a lot of golf. It's a tougher course.
1: When you gain 10 strokes putting every week, it's hard to miss. It's not going to
0: happen every week. This is I the mean, week.
1: It, yeah, I don't know. Um, seems like a good track because course history doesn't really matter that much. You know, not a lot of guys have you know more than a year worth. Some some have two, but I don't know. I don't know what to do with T. Monta. That, that fade scares me a little bit. Um, McNeely's. That scares a lot me too. I'm shit.
0: off of I'm off of Montgomery, but I, yeah. it scares me too. I mean, I'm not trying to say I think he's a horrible play, but I don't know. Just the can't play everybody.
1: Yep, and uh, prioritizing day, so we'll see how that turns out.
0: McNeely pretty chalky as well. Um, If I remember, I looked at it earlier. I didn't write him up, but I'm pretty sure his approach numbers lately have been underwhelming at best.
1: Yeah, they've been real bad, and he's just been gaining. He's like Taylor Montgomery on the greens right now. So if you want the hot putters, those two are probably the ones that target. He does have a couple top 20s here and four straight top 20s on tour.
0: He's an easier pass for me if his ownership is anywhere close to 20%. If I'm playing chalk in this range, I'll play wise. I think the Gala is interesting at 9,300. You know, we know the ball striking will be there with Grillo. Talked about him. Uh, I can't remember. They all blend together now. I can't remember which week I said I was going to be on Grillo, whether that was just last week or if that's been two weeks already. But um, he's been playing a lot of golf in the fall swing. Uh, nothing special last week, 42nd, but he did have a really good round on Sunday to, to climb up the leaderboard, 6-under. Um, anything else on these lower 9K guys?
1: Not a lot Not a lot of interest from me. Um is 28th in my model overall. Dahman's 29th, so uh, they seem like pretty bad values, but it doesn't mean they can't play well. I just don't think I'll be going there. I'd rather pay a little bit more, um, get up into that 10K range, go to the Stars and Scrub Drop with Scheffler.
0: And that seems like what most people are doing. I mean, if I total up all the ownership of those top 10k guys, we've got five guys that are at eyeballing 90% ownership or so total. Throw Wise in there at 9900 and it's like 115% ownership. And these 9k guys, you know, Montgomery, Day, Degala, McCarthy, Grillo, Damon, you know, nobody above 12% in that range. McNeely's the one exception. Uh, and I'm okay being off of him. So uh, reasonable pivots in there. Noto prefers Day as a pivot um, away from McNeely. I prefer Tigala, uh, but he is risky. That would definitely be a tournament uh, risk-reward kind of play. All right, uh, if we move into the 8Ks, uh, Neesmith is a guy I think is really interesting. Uh, over the last 36 rounds, 24th in strokes gained total in this field, 15th in tee to green, 10th in ball striking, 10th on approach. Uh, The short game has been a little hit or miss, but otherwise he's been fantastic. Nine straight rounds in the 60s, um, and he's finished uh, top 10 in three straight starts. So uh, give me the, if you're going for the hot golfer in this kind of range, uh, give me Neesmith over McNeely, uh, and you save a little salary as well. Uh, Other guys that we tend to look at in these 8K uh, ranges, Taylor Pendrith, uh, good to green player. Davis Riley has been showing a little bit more form lately after I called him out a few weeks ago. Uh, Keith Mitchell is still really solid numbers off the tee. Uh, looks like Munoz grades out pretty well in our projections. So some interesting options here in the 8K range uh, who are a couple guys that you are looking at.
1: I like the kneesmith call. He feels a little overpriced, so I do think that's going to help on the ownership front. And he reminds me a lot of Russell Henley. He hits every fairway, he hits every green, and then you kind of just take your chances with the short game. So I do like him. Uh, I like going to Taylor Pendrith. He should have a huge advantage off the tee here, even though we haven't seen bombers necessarily crush um, at this event. You do hit a lot of drivers, and so you know he's one of the best in the world off the tee. He hasn't missed a cut since February. Now, he did miss a lot of time with an injury, but that's still 10 straight cuts on the PGA Tour. I think that's uh much better safety than you're going to see around you know, anyone else around here. I like Keith Mitchell because I've been burned by him every single event in the swing season, it feels like. So, got to go back. Um, and, yeah, Bermuda Greens, anytime you get him on Bermuda, I like that a little bit. And then Munoz, I'm kind of on board with the projections. I think he's just a solid you know, birdie maker with some upside at 8,200.
0: It's like we haven't had a lot of people talking about Munoz as much uh you know lately he was kind of a pretty popular guy uh maybe late spring early summer uh his fall swing starts 36th 40th 56th. so he's making cuts uh but hasn't really been finishing near the top but still uh pretty steady uh, steady results going back 35th 46th before the fall break so hey.
1: He keeps having one blow up round and it keeps being when I play him in showdown. So <laughs> I'll, hey, just, I think uh, you... I'll avoid him on the weekend.
0: I believe you hit something in showdown last week as well. Congrats.
1: Yeah, I mean it wasn't anything major, but uh, you know, won the little hundred and eighty dollar GPP on DraftKings. So it certainly helped uh the week overall.
0: So what day, uh what day was that? Saturday all right so let see it helped replace some of the funds that the people were trying to take <laughs> out of your bank account over the weekend <laughs> yeah
1: unfortunately i would have needed like 10 of those it was a, <laughs> a lot of money before. oh
0: no scary um but. well uh congrats anyways any uh any win is uh is better than no win for sure yeah. so um try to keep that rolling into this week all right the 7k do you, range
1: do you play showdown at all
0: I don't as much as I should. I mean, usually I will for like the majors and stuff, but you know, when at this time of year, it's like Saturday is, uh, is just crazy cause I do college football in the morning. And so I don't have time to do much. And then Sundays I write the NBA articles on the weekends too, for, for meansy this time of year. So it's easy, a little bit easier when we get into the spring and stuff, but like this time of year, I just don't have time.
1: Yeah, I get it for sure. If I didn't uh, write the article every night, I probably would, wouldn't play too much. <laughs> but I've had more success showdown than main slates for like a year now. So maybe there's something to it, or maybe I need to switch up my, my process on the main slates and stop playing Jason Day.
0: You know, a little more variance in the main slates too, the bigger the field, you know, the bigger, bigger the contest sizes are too. So it just maybe takes a little bit more time to hit that expected value in the long run, whereas the showdowns are – least a little smaller in terms of gpp size but who knows all right the 7ks um lots of interesting names in here and lots of guys with reasonable ownership if i go from 7500 to 7900 all these guys we have right now at at least six percent ownership and then nobody above 14. um so we've got guys like patrick rogers mackenzie hughes will gordon Uh, Burmeester, Alex Smalley, Aaron I mean, these are all guys that have been more expensive in some of these fall swing events. Uh, Gordon is the guy that I've hitched my wagon to. Disappointing that we're now finally seeing that ownership come up a little bit. Um, I mentioned on the show last week that he was 4-for-4 and made cuts during the fall, and all of them were between like 30th and 45th. Uh, And then, of course, he went out last week and finished tied for third. Uh, I've been on him pretty much the whole fall swing, so I can't go away from him now. It's at least a case where I did not miss the Will Gordon bandwagon, uh, so I'm happy to stay aboard that, uh, even though he's a little more expensive now and the ownership is coming up. But I've got to stay on board until he he at least burns me with one miscut. So I am partial to Gordon in here. Who do you like?
1: I like Gordon, and this is one of the few events that he's played and made the cut at. uh, T-38 here in 2020, so... I do like that quite a bit, and he was uh, on that showdown team that uh, you know ended up winning for me.
0: Well, there you go. We all and, like Will uh, Gordon. <laughs> so I don't know if you've
1: you know read my notes in uh, line of HQ, but so I looked at the all-around rankings so not. far this season, and uh, the guys in the top four. So Patrick Hanley, Roy McIlroy, Victor Hovland, and then the fourth is one of the guys in this range. Any idea?
0: Um, I, I mean, is it? Oh, if it's just based on your tag, I see who you have tagged. So if it's Burmester, then that's the guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mean Dean Burmester, um, number two in the all-around ranking. Now he's only played three events, but um, yeah, I kind of like that. You know, he's doing everything well, which is kind of what I'm looking for this week. Um, he's only 33. To be fair, long. if
0: I hadn't seen your note, I was gonna, I would have guessed. I probably would have guessed like Lee Hodges or something, but I wouldn't yeah. have guessed. I wouldn't have guessed him.
1: Yeah, I don't love that he's, like, the most popular guy in this range, but, you know, he's kind of checking all the boxes for me. So I do like uh, Dean a little bit. Other than that, Hodges I think is fine. Um, I'll always play some Smalley. He was T15 here last year. And that's pretty much it for me. Do you like anybody else in this range?
0: Um, I think most of them are, are solid. I mean, Burmeester and Gordon will probably be my first two. I think Rogers is okay on a course that's going to – you know, reward you if you're hitting it well off the tee. I think Hodges is okay, but I'd probably go Gordon one, Burmeister two, and Rogers three if I had to put a ranking on them.
1: What did Rogers finish last week? I saw him up there, uh, two twenty-seven. Another good finish that I missed out on.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he's been great. He's been playing really well, and uh, even on a course last week, like. Um, one of the courses the last couple weeks, you know, maybe a few of them during the fall swing, haven't really catered necessarily toward his strengths. Um, and he's still been playing well. So I think that's a really good sign for him, uh, heading into the, you know, the new year as we head there. So uh, I like a lot of these options from that 7,500 to 8k mark, a little bit more than the rest of this 7k range. I think you can start to poke holes, in a lot of these guys, once we get down here, like you, there's a lot of guys who maybe grade out fairly well statistically on one thing or another, uh, but yet they don't grade out above average in everything. Like Steele's a good example of this because his putter and and around the green has been terrible, uh, but yet everything else everything else looks good. Luke List we know struggles with the putter. Um, Sep Straka all of a sudden after you know being at the top of a tournament has really struggled the last few weeks and he's grades out as probably the highest owned guy in here. Um, Adam long, I think is reasonable for GPPs, but nobody, I think that you have to have. So anybody in the lower part of the seven K range that you feel pretty strongly about.
1: Yeah. Strong is a relative word in this field, but uh, as Greg said in the chat, Jaeger bomb season, um, anytime Jaeger's in the, in the field, I got to play a bunch of them. Uh, so we, we worked, worked on his uh his Speed in the over the last six months, he's gained a lot of distance off the tee. He's still not a good driver of the ball, but he's gotten a lot better. And he's uh, really good with his irons, makes a ton of birdies. So if he finishes, you know, T40, he'll probably outscore that by quite a bit in terms of his DraftKings points. So I like him at 71. Uh, you mentioned steel. I'll play some AM. I, I tend to like ball strikers a little bit better on difficult courses because they'll have an edge, you know, hitting fairways, hitting greens, and then you kind of just take your chances. If you want to do that with Luke List, I certainly don't mind it. Um, he'll probably lose 20 strokes putting, but um, something you just got to live with down here. Hubbard pops a little bit for me. I think he's okay. Uh, Cam Champ's a bomber if you want to play that narrative. And then for those that play on FanDuel, Robbie Shelton is 7,300 on DraftKings and 7,400 on FanDuel. Typically, there's a big difference in price between those two sites. So, uh, for my plus minus column of my model, he's a negative fifteen value on DraftKings and a plus thirty eight value on FanDuel. So if you that's wanna... a little
0: different. That's a little bit of a difference there.
1: A little bit of a difference. So if you're playing both sides, uh, I think Sheldon's certainly interesting over there.
0: Yeah, I noticed that as well uh, when when I was going through my content this week. So Steele's the guy I'm going to play in this range. Uh, just you know, the ball striking numbers are light years ahead of almost everybody else in this pricing tier and. You just close your eyes with the putter and hope it cooperates. Uh, Mark Hubbard, who you mentioned, I think is fine. Streelman grades out pretty safe in our projections. He was a late add to the field. Um, I don't as of this morning he wasn't in the Fanduel player pool yet, but they usually do add those late additions, um, and we've got him at like zero point nine three percent ownership. So, uh, don't mind taking a few chances there. Uh, as we round out the seven Ks, anybody else above 7,000 that, uh, that you like.
1: I mean, Gary Woodland at 7,000 just seems really cheap in this field. Tends to play long course as well, but you never know what you're going to get from Gary.
0: That is the true role of the dice for sure. You know, if he play a tough course where if you're driving it well off the tee and you can hit it fairly long, uh, you've got some, you've got some upside potential. So I don't mind taking a few chances on Woodland uh, as well this week. I think that's uh, certainly within the the range of positive outcomes for him. All Is right, let's a, move. One other question:
1: Is there a guy that's more owned than like his rating in any pro, in any models or projections than Bo Hossler? He's always highly owned somehow. It's because hmm. of Texas. And, uh, it's always it doesn't reason. matter what week is it, it is uh, like
0: i don't know i haven't played him in a i haven't played him in quite a while but
1: uh that is true the Texas narrative
0: that's why that's why he's popping he's popping in the projected ownership like, like it, maybe
1: it's the smile on his picture <laughs> right there
0: <laughs> it gets it drives uh drives everybody to hey unclick this guy for sure uh, clean cut good smile um i don't know I, uh, hard to say why it is but uh, obviously doesn't grade out super well in our ratings and projections. So I'm off of that. Um, I'd play Woodland if I had to choose between the two or I would go in the six K's. I think Ben Griffin is still interesting, uh, step up in field, obviously, but he's only 6,800, uh, his numbers over the last, you know, 16, 24 rounds are still really solid. Uh, and you know, there's not a ton in the six K's. I mean, I'm going to be living in that 75, 7,600 range. Uh, for most of my kind of bottom end plays, uh, you can play a couple of those guys and, and it still works out pretty well uh, to round out those stars and scrubs rosters. Uh, who Anybody that catches your eye in the 6K range?
1: Single entry, I think you can cross this range off your off your list. I mean, if you're playing Scheffler like we both are, you have 7,700 left on DraftKings and then you can hit up the Gordons, the the Burmesters, all those kind of guys, the Smallies. So I'm with you on that. Um I don't hate Palmer, Spencer. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty ugly. Um in terms of guys that are just good values in the model. Uh, MJ Defu who we've seen a lot, Ben Griffin we've seen a lot, Callum Terran. Defu
0: was the uh Monday Q guy that was uh, it was nice to see him get his card. I mean he was Monday qualifying like it seemed like every week there for a while and uh finally got his card and, you know, grinding out some cuts, uh, without as much effort these days.
1: Yeah, you always like those stories for sure. Other than that, I don't really like anybody. Maybe it's a good buy low spot on Cal and I mean, he was like 78 to 8,000 a couple weeks ago and pretty popular. Now he's 6,500. Nobody wants to play him.
0: Yeah, the form has uh, has certainly faded uh, for him over the last mm, three weeks or so uh, compared to where he was at right before the, the switchover and right at the start of the fall swing. Um, eh, I don't know. He was he was nine under the cut line last week, so that worries me a little bit. Uh, it's not like he just missed, but uh, yeah, you never know. And some, take some GPP shots on some guys like this, 6,500 and two percent ownership. Uh, I've certainly made worse plays uh, over the course of my DFS career. Um, I know Jason Sobel from the uh, Action Network uh, wrote up uh, Dylan Fratelli a little bit. Uh, and as kind of a, a, a risk-reward bargain play. Uh, former winner of the old John Deere Classic a few years back. Hasn't done much really since then, but... Um, you know, who a uh, that-
1: Hon Dizzle have tag?
0: Huh. Han Dizzle's cheap play of the week. Uh, Adam Long is one who I mentioned. I, I kind of like that one. Uh, and David Lingmurth. He doesn't have a write-up ah, in there yet, though. But David Lingworth okay. appears to be his roll the dice du jour this week
1: because tyler duncan was up there last week he ended up falling apart but uh yeah two weeks in a row that that cheap play has been pretty good
0: the hon dizzle cheap play of the week uh we'll uh we'll see it looks like lingmerth is the uh the roll the dice winner this week so we'll have to see where he lands on the leaderboard all right uh, anything else from you before we call it a night
1: uh, i think we're good um Oh, check the check the weather on Wednesday. This is Texas, so there's probably going to be some wind. Maybe there's going to be an edge to one of the waves. So definitely check that.
0: Yeah, a lot of times we do see in these Texas tournaments uh, the wind come into play. So you can see a potential draw advantage uh, for either the early starters on Thursday and the who play late on Friday, or the late starters on Thursday who play early on Friday. So keep an eye on that forecast. Uh, we're taping this, you know, uh, about 40 hours yet from. Uh, roster lock so too early to to get locked into anything but check it again as you finalize your lineups. not a bad idea to make some stacks in gpps of uh, one end of the draw if it looks like there's going to be an advantage or even if it doesn't you know you can kind of uh, gamble on that a little bit in these texas tournaments the wins can pick up so all right with that we'll go ahead and call it a show again if you're watching us on youtube uh, be sure to hit the thumbs up button we appreciate that very much so we can keep bringing you this show every week uh, if you're interested in all our golf content, uh, you can check out and get yourself a premium subscription over at Roto Grinders. Obviously, only one week of golf left uh, for the year, but uh, plenty of other sports uh, to, uh, to keep you entertained in the interim. It's a good time for a breather for us, but we got one more week to go after this one, so we'll be back next week to break down the RSM Classic for you. Uh, And with that, we'll go ahead and get out of here. Thanks to Devin for producing behind the scenes for us. Thanks to Noto for joining me. I am Justin. Good luck with all your contests, everybody, and we will catch you later. Take care.